This is episode 474 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, The Only Four Painkillers You Need to Stockpile for SHTF. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by Audible. Now, Audible books were one of the inspirations for this podcast. I purposely don't add bumper music to the podcast because I want it to feel more like an audiobook that just starts and provides value. So I love to learn and grow through audiobooks, and Audible makes that very easy. If you are not a member of Audible, you can join for free for 30 days and start your Audible journey with two free audiobooks. The great thing about Audible is that you can cancel at any time and you get to keep the books that you have downloaded. So for more information, click the link in the show notes or go to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com forward slash audible. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from askaprepper.com. And again, the title is The Only Four Painkillers You Need to stockpile for SHTF. So let's go ahead and jump in and then I will uh, give a little bit of feedback at the very end. So let's go ahead and start. When you're in an SHTF situation, the last thing you need to deal with is pain on top of everything else. From increased activity that most of us aren't used to, like chopping wood, traveling by foot, and tending to a full-scale garden for starters, to lack of medical treatment if a new injury occurs or an old injury is aggravated. Having effective painkillers in your stockpile is just a must for any prepper. The bad news is that obtaining painkillers from a doctor, especially for a just-in-case situation, is almost impossible because most painkillers are considered controlled substances under federal law. Because of their addictive nature, most doctors only prescribe these medications when necessary. So if you do get a prescription for a Schedule 2 or a Schedule 3 painkiller, It's likely that your injuries were so serious that you needed the entire prescription and would not have any left to keep for an SHTF scenario. Some preppers try to circumvent prescription restrictions by ordering medications online. Because these sellers are not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, taking these types of medications can be dangerous. Now, Without regulations, consumers can never be certain what kind of nasty surprises ingredients might be lurking in their pills. The good news is that there are effective and inexpensive over-the-counter medications that you can easily stockpile for a worst-case scenario. Readily available at most pharmacies, these medications can tackle just about any type of pain. All right, so the first one is ibuprofen. Ibuprofen is a common over-the-counter medication that can help relieve many types of pain and a variety of pain-related symptoms. This wonder drug can help you eradicate pain from toothaches, headaches, arthritis, and muscle aches related to the common cold or flu. Additionally, because ibuprofen is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, it can help alleviate fears and swelling in addition to pain. Ibuprofen can also be used in conjunction with other medications to maximize pain relief. A recent study reported in the American Family Physician Journal found that ibuprofen plus acetaminophen was just as effective in relieving extremity pain as three different commonly used opioid and acetaminophen combinations, 
The recommended dosage for ages 12 years and older is 400 milligrams every four to six hours as needed. It's always best to take ibuprofen with food as it can be an irritant on an empty stomach. All right, so the second one is, you might have guessed it already, acetaminophen. So acetaminophen treats the same types of pain that ibuprofen does, headaches, toothaches, backaches, muscle aches, and others, but in a different way. This drug belongs to a class of medications called analgesics or pain relievers and antipyretics fever reducers. While it is great for pain, unlike ibuprofen, acetaminophen doesn't target swelling and inflammation. On the other hand, acetaminophen is less irritating to your digestive system. So if you are someone who suffers from ulcers, for instance, you may want to try acetaminophen first. A word of caution, according to Harvard Health Publishing, over 600 different types of medications contain some amount of acetaminophen and overdoses can easily occur when combining tablets with other common medications such as common or cold medicines. It is recommended that adults not exceed 4,000 milligrams of acetaminophen in a 24-hour period to avoid damage to the liver and overdose risk. The second or the third one is aspirin. Now aspirin has some of the benefits of both ibuprofen and acetaminophen. It's great for reducing fever, swelling, and pain from a variety of conditions such as headaches and the common cold. In addition to being a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, aspirin belongs to a class of drugs called salicylates, which block natural substances in your body to reduce pain. The use of salicylates, which are derived from willow bark, dates back to 400 BCE when the ancient Greeks chewed willow bark for pain relief. As the most commonly used drug in the world, the wide availability of aspirin makes it an easy medication to add to your emergency preparations. Another reason aspirin is a great medication for your stockpile is that research suggests low dosage can prevent blood clots, thereby reducing your risk of heart attack and stroke. However, not everyone can take aspirin. Children, hemophiliacs, and those with conditions of the digestive system should avoid taking it. The fourth and the last one is lidocaine. Lidocaine is another wonderful multi-purpose over-the-counter drug. It has many uses, comes in many different forms, and is available under a variety of brand names. As a local anesthetic, lidocaine prevents pain by blocking the signals at the nerve endings in the skin. As such, it provides fast and long-lasting pain relief. According to Wound Source, within four minutes of application, sensation is reduced, and the effects can last up to six hours depending on the dosage, making it ideal for reducing pain in a wound. Lidocaine viscous topical treatment is great for sore mouth or throat. In its topical ointment or jelly forms, it can be applied just about anywhere externally, causing numbness to combat the pain associated with minor burns, insect stings, poison ivy, poison oak, and cuts. So other over-the-counter medications for pain in SHTF would be pain-relieving patches and gels, sunburn relief spray, burn cream, stomach pain relief products, and children's ibuprofen and acetaminophen. So what about expiration dates? While all of these medications are great options for pain relief, they lose their efficacy over time. These painkillers don't expire, but they do weaken. If the medications are stored improperly or exposed to too much moisture, the decrease in their effectiveness will accelerate. To ensure that your painkillers are at their best, keep them stored in a cool, dry place out of direct sunlight and avoid exposing them to moisture. 
As Benjamin Franklin famously said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You can reduce your likelihood of painful injuries in SHTF situations by becoming more active and beginning to do the activities such as chopping wood, walking long distances, and carrying heavy objects now so that the possibility of injury later is reduced. All right, guys, so that is it for the article um, for, you know, for over-the-counter medications that you should stockpile. Now, uh, one of the things you can do here is you can definitely look for coupons and sales and things like that, but I have found that usually going to uh, like Costco or Sam's and getting the generic version, they sell some very big bottles and uh, those would definitely be worth uh, you know looking into. As, you know, you can save a lot of money and you can stockpile a whole lot of it just all in one time. And of course, you know, you got to look at the at the expiration and all that kind of stuff. But again, uh, we've talked about that before in the on the podcast before expiration dates for medicine, you know, are really far out there. But anyway, so you can easily stockpile them. Then what I would do, one of the things that I did for my kits is I bought little, little smaller packages of Ziploc bags. And I'm not even talking about like sandwich bags or even like the snack bags. These were found like in the craft section or the hobby section, I believe at Walmart, if I'm not mistaken. I was looking for something for uh, beads or, or, or something, you know, my wife was doing beads or something like that. I can't remember. And so there was a lot left over and you know, I just kind of stockpiled them away somewhere and so when it came to making my little, like my boo-boo kit and stuff like that, well, I bought, brought one of those out and I was able to use that, you know, fill those up with, you know, the different medications that I wanted. And so I, I still believe that they sell them there. You can buy them on Amazon and, and all that kind of stuff, but that would be good so that you can have, you know, even if you just used a heavy duty Ziploc bag, you could do it that way as well and just label it. And, uh, you know, you, you have a way of, you know, kind of part parting it out that way into different medical kits and stuff like that if you wanted to do it that way. But if, you know, you're just putting it in a closet and stockpiling, I mean, that's that's a, a good thing too. So I know this article dealt with painkillers specifically. One of the other things that I would say, and I, mean, I know that this isn't like, uh, you know, the full list or whatever, but I would definitely want to have something uh, like Benadryl. You know, so something for allergy relief, I think that would be very uh, beneficial. Um, you know, of course, you want the tablets. The The liquid is always good and it's faster acting, especially if you have someone who is allergic to something and you might not have an EpiPen available or that EpiPen might be old or whatever. You want to have something, you know, like Benadryl uh, available to you. Uh, now, of course, Benadryl is the, you know, the official brand name but uh, anyway, so you want that. The liquid would be better, but liquids do expire. And so that, that's one thing you need to think about there. So I would like to have something like that. And then something something that I know that I deal with. In fact, I'm dealing with it right now. It seems like things leveled out. And then we uh, had some rain here. And uh, if, you know, my head is pounding again, a stupid sinus pressure. And my throat feels like it's uh, you know just really sore and raspy right now. So one of the things that I would want where I live is something to deal with uh, sinus and pressure and all that kind of stuff. So it's very hard to find big stockpiles of that. I mean, a lot of the times I use Sudafed for the sinus pressure and you can find those pretty cheaply if you use an off-brand uh, name, if you don't get the, the actual Sudafed. 
brand name so you can get the whatever you know whatever store you're going to drugstore uh, the off brand and those seem to work just as well and so that's something that I would want and you got to think about what you would want and what you would what would help your family and think about the things that you go through on a, on a regular basis you know one of the things that people always talk about that if you were in an SHTF scenario you know, look for willow so you could chew that willow bark if you if you didn't have anything else. And that is a great suggestion. And you should be able to identify willow if if it grows in your area, be able to identify it. And, you know, maybe even one day, I don't know, grab some bark and chew it. I don't know. But <laughs> but if you don't have something like that, or even if you do have something like that, like willow trees growing easily around you, how much easier would it be to have a nice little stockpile of medication, especially pain medication? And think about how important it would be if somebody in your family was sick or even people were coming to you and say, hey, look, I, I'm really, I, I need some medication or whatever. Do you have any fever reducing drugs or whatever? I'm willing to trade with you or I'm willing to barter with you. And that's something that you can, you know, you can have. And that might be something that you you would want to uh, to have available if you are thinking that far and that long term. I just think it's good to have a store of medicine and uh, you know have that available to you. Well, guys, that is over. This article is over at askaprepper.com. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And there's other links that you can link to in these in this article. And again, like I said, there's 38 comments. A lot of you know people kind of going back and forth on different things, different medical things, and so you can uh, you know come check that out as well. So uh, hopefully you will do that and start thinking about what kind of medications you would want to stockpile and which ones you definitely would not want to be without if you couldn't go to the drugstore or to the big box store again. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 474. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.